0: Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year, will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication, and tickets are on sale now. The second early bird discount will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.
1: will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to Abruzzo, to Mascarelle Tenute Agricole, a company that has long been at the forefront of quality modern wine production in Abruzzo. My guest today is Attilio Alfino, the winemaker, who joins me from the company headquarters. Buongiorno, Attilio. Thank you very much for being my guest today. How are you? Buongiorno, Mark.
2: Uh, good morning, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really, really proud uh, to, to join you. And uh, we are good. We are good. We are uh, getting ready for the harvest. It's a 2022 vintage, which uh, looks, uh, as usual, uh, more difficult than the last. Every year gets more difficult and harder. We have always a big, a big challenge. So, anyhow, we move on.
1: Yes, we were just ta- chatting about that about how this climate change and the the increasing heat every year is making life very difficult for wine growers.
2: Uh, I mean, what's happening? Uh, it's. Uh, it's really uh, unique in, in this uh, 2022. We. Break all the records of uh, high temperature on high altitude. So yeah. the biggest trouble we having is that all the ice is uh, ice melting, uh, and uh, uh, actually talking on a national base, the situation is really it's really bad as you, as, you, as we know here in talking about Abruzzo and what my experiences in this year. It's uh, it's not the bad because we were uh, we were quite lucky to have uh, a little bit of rainfall talking for I mean one thing I really we really look forward this the snow yeah uh, the first week of March we had here in San martino la maruccina uh one meter of snow it was some it was really it was really a kind of a blessing for us because we had uh, that that's that's uh that's something we we really want that
1: allows the moisture to penetrate deep into the land yeah
2: yeah it's a it's a kind of water it's a kind of a nice storage of water for the for the soil plus uh, during the growing season we had a little bit of uh, we were lucky to have a little bit of uh, of rain when other region they just saw the wind coming. I mean, they had a little bit of uh, the forecast said, yeah, maybe it's going to be a, co- a little bit of water, and then they got nothing. Right. We were lucky to have some uh, some rain. Even last week, we had uh, all over Abruzzo, I mean, a spot, uh, it spotted a little bit, but something like 30 millimeters, which is uh, right now for the Montepulciano something really, really uh, remarkable on a vintage like this anyhow we will see i mean it's not um, we we i can say we were, we are still a little bit lucky
1: well for our listeners we we're, we're, we're in abruzzo i want them to have a picture of of the uh, abruzzo landscape and you've mentioned the mountains these great mountains snow covered mountains and of course the proximity of the adriatic it's a very special region in the south of italy can you describe where you are and give our listeners a a picture of the Abruzzo countryside, what makes it unique as a wine-growing area? Correct, Mark.
2: Thank you. It's um, Abruzzo is uh, what makes it. You like is that is my region, so I love it. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I've been uh, working overseas uh, long, for for a few years, and then I, when you go overseas, you realize how beautiful is our land uh, when you miss it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and uh, that's that's the first thing I want to say, but. Uh, this, the, I mean, just traveling Abruzzo, you see how, how, how is it? Because it's really, it's a really hilly. Um, they, I mean, the, the talking about microscopically talking, it's uh, there are these big mountains, the Maiella, uh, and the Gran Sasso. They are the highest. Uh, some of the highest, for sure, Gran Sasso is the highest mountain in the Apennines, and. uh and uh, these mountains are really close to the sea. So talking about San Martino di La which is just right above the Maiella Range, in 30 minutes you are on top of the mountain. And then in 20 minutes, not even, you are on the beach. Uh, usually, usually in May, for example, you can ski on the morning and then in the afternoon you can be in the beach uh, on a, on a trabocco or swimming or fishing, you know, Amazing. that's another game. Abruzzo is a really concentrated uh, uh, landscape uh, museum, okay? Let's say it like this. it's uh, I mean, you, you have everything you want. I mean, you, you have a lot of hills with different exposure. Uh, every hill on the bottom has a, as a creek. That's a really high richness of uh, in water because of the mountains. Then one other thing that's really related with this vintage is that every I mean we had this really long heat wave, but at night we were lucky to have always 20, 18 degrees. I mean, even during the day you have 35, 36 degrees during the night you 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 lower down a lot of temperature. Is that
1: because of the altitude or is that the the sea breezes?
2: For sure, for sure, because this convective uh, uh, motion of the hair—it's uh, all triggered by the sea and the mountain. This, this is a sea breeze and uh, uh, earth breeze, you know. And then when they move, they, 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 they make—they—they uh, help a lot. They help a lot, uh, uh, they help a lot uh, the the vines and the agriculture. I mean, Abruzzo is a region. The agriculture in Abruzzo is really—it's uh, fundamental uh, economy. And uh, just—I to, I mean—I forgot to say, Abruzzo is just on the other side of Rome okay so it's we are in, it's in the center of italy and uh, it's a it's a it's a region where um in the, in the 1981 founded this founded the, the winery to show to the people what what abruzzo is capable
1: yes it's a, um, it's 40 years now since masarelli winery was founded, which is a, 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 a huge amount has been done in that time. But it's interesting. It's also relatively recent in, in a region where the vine has been cultivated for thousands of years. Tell us the story of the Masciarelli Winery.
2: Masciarelli, uh, founded in 1981 by Johnny Masciarelli, is a, is a winery that is uh, for sure made Abruzzo known all over the world, was one of the first, was one of the pioneer of uh, 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 showing to the world what Abruzzo is capable of. And how? I mean, he started, first of all, believing in, uh, in, uh, in his region. And, uh, he, he started pushing really up the quality because, um, basically, Abruzzo wine uh, these days uh, were, for the most, based on, bulk uh, work wine, a lot of cooperative. Right now, Abruzzo is still a land full and rich in cooperative that, I mean, all these little mine in around uh, collaborate to work and uh, in this cooperative. But Johnny said, "I want to, I want to rise up uh, the the quality, and then start being a pioneer of uh, this movement and uh, introducing uh, high density plantation for the mines, uh, high technology, the use of bar, the use of barrel for Montepulciano and Trebbiano." And then uh, rising up to the, the quality in uh, the Villa Gemma 95 uh, was one uh, was the wine that really made the change uh, in the uh, in the panorama of Abruzzo and the center of Italy uh, Italy wine it was a little bit of a flagship of the Renaissance of uh, all the biodiversity of of the Italian wines because Italy we we all know how beautiful it is because it's so rich a uh, different variety different wine different land so the idea is to, to make to make as more as possible uh, the best and Johnny uh, start uh, start with the Villa javaros right now the uh, right now the, the, the azienda is uh, is guided by Marina red our uh, the, she, she's a she's a really a light for us because uh, she she always have a great intuition and um, Marina Marina Svedic and, uh, and Miriam, Chiara, and Moricardino, uh, they all uh, working uh, in, the, in, the, in the azienda and we move it forward. I mean, the, the azienda in 1981 was uh, two hectares. Uh, now it's 300 hectares all over Abruzzo. Okay, in the four provinces. In the four provinces of Abruzzo. Plus, uh, every province has a winery where we crush the grapes as soon as possible from the picking so that's uh, right now and uh, that's uh, that's a little in few words
0: are you enjoying this podcast there's so much more high quality wine content available from mama jumbo shrimp check out our new wine study maps our books on italian wine including italian wine unplugged the jumbo shrimp guide to italian wine Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show.
1: Well, um, let's talk about the jewels in the crown of Abruzzo wine, the two great wines and in- produced from the Trebbiano d'Abruzzo from the Trebbiano Abruzzese and of course the Monte Montepulciano d'Abruzzo from the Montepulciano grapes these are the jewels in the crown that are wines that are both white and red capable of achieving real greatness talk to us a little bit about about these two great wines
2: well trebbiano trebbiano is a is a great wine because it's a it's a really silent uh Wine, it is not really poshy, It's uh, it's quite shy. Takes time to to show itself, and uh, but has a really great uh, longevity. Uh, this year we we celebrating the fifty year of the institution of the DOC of uh, Trebbiano d'Abruzzo, and uh, we Maceralli makes uh, a lot of Trebbiano. The Trebbiano from the linea classica, the Gianni Marsharelli line. Plus, we have the Trebbiano Castello di Semivicoli, which is uh, which comes from the area close to the Castello di Semivicoli, which is uh, uh, in uh, the town of uh, Casa Canditella, a really cold area. And we make this um, Trebbiano is really it's really pure. With um, we make this wine from this uh, grapes after our cryoseration. We do a little bit of uh, aging one year in stainless steel, and then we do a long bottling. right now we're selling uh, 2019
1: is it primarily the trebbiano abruzzese
2: yes yeah, sure. absolutely absolutely so
1: it's quite a different grape from for example trebbiano toscano which people may have come across it's a grape with a massive character and Potential for aging as well.
2: Trebbiano Brusese has a different, uh, has, has a really different attitude. Uh, it's a more, as more crispy, it's more mineral. It's, uh, it's a different attitude, even on the ripening, on uh, in the vines, the, the Trebbiano Brusese compared to the Trebbiano Toscano. The um, what the the, the, the really the difference you see it on the future. Of what the Trebbiano bonsais is capable of, because this uh, freshness, this longevity comes more from the uh, from the quality, from the attitude of the Trebbiano bonsais, which is is a rare idea. It really holds the life a lot. The Montepulciano instead is a is a, is the king. If the Trebbiano is the queen, Montepulciano is the queen, is the king. Because in here we have. 300 hectares, 80%, uh, 70% is Montepucciano. Uh, it's a, is a variety that it's, it's unreal what's capable of. And uh, talking about our wines, I mean, we have the flagship, which is Villa Gemaroso, that comes from uh, San Martino La Morcina, from the Vigneto Cave. Plus, we have the Iskra, which is comes from the province of Teramo, in the Comune of Contravera. These are two examples of a premium Montepulciano from do, two different soil. We're talking about the clay sandy soil of Teramo compared to the medium past of uh, San Martino Salamorucino, which is at 400 meters on the sea level compared to the 200 of uh, Teramo in Contraguerra Porisco. Okay.
1: So a completely different character from the different Terroir. Two different things, two different attitudes.
2: The Montepulciano from uh, from uh, from Taramo usually is more spicy. The Tannins are stronger. Instead, in uh, in uh, Villa Gemaroso, has uh, has more grace. Is uh, is uh, more. It's more. Uh, I used to say more opulent. I mean, it's more three dimensional. It's uh, it's more fruity. It's more you know, it's a different expression. More more spicy on Teramo, in here there is more food and more volume.
1: Mm. I think it's really interesting to note for our listeners that uh, Montepulciano d'Abruzzo can, is such a versatile wine and it can be, you know, from an easy drinking wine to really serious, full, structured red wines that rank amongst the greatest in Italy.
2: Yeah, talking about that, that
1: oh, thanks, because we're starting from the you know,
2: a premium wine. We were talking about this, about talking about the the entry level wine, which is the Linea classica. Is that there is a is a kind of wine you're doing every day easily? It's uh, really approachable, uh, satisfying. Plus, there is uh, the the white version of uh, Montebucciano, which is the Cherasuolo. That is a is a, is a wine that uh, we, we 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 believe a lot uh, from years. I mean, the first vintage of uh, Villa Gemma Cherasco was made in the in the eighties. Uh, is a is a wine is a is a wine that comes from Montepulciano grapes. Then the juice uh, is uh, I mean after the stemic we do a contact in uh, in the press. To get more richness and color, and then we do the fermentation. And in uh, two months, three months, we bottle, uh, and we release the about well. it, Suolo. And It is a wine that it's, you can pair it with uh, anything. It is a really wonderful. Uh, it's a really wonderful way.
1: Beautiful Rosato.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, Chiaro because it's a deep color. I mean, the color is more
1: deep, deep deeper than uh,
2: yeah, it's a it's a deep cherasol. It's a deep color. It's more close to uh, the color of cherasol is closer to the cherry, to the ripe cherry. That's where the Cherazuolo name comes from. But it's a it's a is a wine that is it, meaty. You know, when you when you when you drink it, you have a nice flesh in the mouth. It's a, it's really. I mean, it's it's a, it's, a, it's satisfying.
1: I'm imagining that's a very all all, all three wines are, are very good food wines. Now, I know at the Castello di Semivicoli, you offer uh, a range of wine hospitality, uh, as well as the vineyard around the Castello, but also uh, um, lessons in cooking and, and uh, the Abruzzese cucina, which is a very rich cucina. Can we talk a little bit about the gastronomy of Abruzzo and how it pairs well with your wines? Uh, yeah, we
2: have a uh, the the Abruzzo tradition uh, on uh, on the kitchen is really deep. Uh, just think that every house has its own tradition on how to make the tomato sauce. You know how to make the sauce. I mean, uh, uh, that's something really really deep in the culture of us uh, of Abruzzese. Talk about the, the 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 pairing in the in the Castello di Semivicoli we usually do home. Uh, uh, we do this uh, kitchen session uh, of cooking session with guests. They really enjoy and really love making the pasta la guitarra, which is a uh, uh, pasta, handmade pasta, uh, but a la guitarra. Guitarra means uh, uh, you have this dough, you foil it, and then with a roll pin, you pass it through this guitar, which is a kitchen tool you used to make uh from this foil or little uh, spaghetti that's why it's called uh, spaghetti alla chitarra
1: okay so the the uh sheet of pasta is rolled over the strings like a guitar exactly. and it
2: cuts it into the spaghetti <laughs> exactly that's, that's a spaghetti alla chitarra and that's something uh, really
1: you know uh,
2: a spaghetti alla chitarra with a with a fresh uh, tomato sauce and basil is uh, is something really simple,
1: nice for summer dining, like now when it's hot.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Something. I mean, that's that's one. Uh, that's a like, uh, even though the Abruzzo region is uh, also famous for the pasta culture as well. Another uh, another nice thing is. Uh, Talking about we move a little beyond the north of Abruzzo, we can talk about the virtu Ramane which is a it's more a, like a, a moment on the life of a of a family in Abruzzo because at the end of uh, uh, of the winter uh, you you check on the on the kitchen you see what's left from the from the winter uh, you know from what you stuck on the winter so you get everything all the leftovers uh, like beans like. Pasta, like everything, like tomato, you right. put everything, bread, uh, and then uh, you put everything inside this uh, big minestrone that it's called Virtù de Draman. It's like how to use, uh, as more collectively, the le- let's say leftovers, and it's celebrated on the first of May. It's a really wonderful moment. Uh, it's a really wonderful dish because uh, you know uh, you can you know with a nice Trebbiano you are gonna you gonna have fun.
1: Sure, and I imagine there. Festivals like that throughout the region, celebrating local produce, local wines. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, this um, link between in Abruzzo with the mountains, it's a region of, of, um, of shepherds and sheep. Absolutely. I know the Transubansa still takes place up into the Gran Sasso. So the traditions of, of uh, the arrosticini, the, the lamb ragu, these would be food to go beautifully with your Montepulciano d'Abruzzo.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we move from the mountain, so we talk about the sheep and the uh, rostigini, which is uh, made with the whole sheep. And for sure, the Montepulciano is, uh, is, the, is the king for this pairing. And uh, and then if we move to the coast, uh, we, reach, uh, we reach the Adriatic coast. Uh, we can talk about all the seafood we have on the coast. We can talk about the Brodetto, which is uh, more, more mainly famous, the Brodetto La Vastese, because they were. Uh, I mean, that's they have a long relationship, but even in San Vito Marina, there is uh, the Brodetto La San Vitesse, but it's still, uh, the, actually, the, the difference between the Brodetto La Vastese and the Brodetto La San Vitesse is uh, more... Uh, uh, close to what's uh, in the soup on this brodetto, which is all different fish, cook slow cook for a long time in uh, in a, in a in a like it's a it's a really huge soup. You put on the center of the table and uh, everyone uh, enjoy it. And then you can pair it uh, with a cerasuolo cerasuolo in this situation is uh, is amazing.
1: That sounds wonderful. And you mentioned um, something earlier when we were talking the trabucchi. Can you explain what the Trabuki are?
2: That's a, a let's say, a, a way of uh, people living on the coast to get more fish as possible. Okay, I'm talking about I mean, the family. Uh, they are, uh, they, they come from mainly Rocca San Giovanni and San Vito Marina.
1: Okay, so they would be making these platforms that extend over the sea in order to fish.
2: Exactly. So the people living on the coast they couldn't get as more as fish because they were poor. So they couldn't afford a boat or a fishing boat to get there. So uh, as of the conformation of the coast, uh, because it's really deep, they start building this uh, trabocchi. So the trabocco is a fishing machine that goes towards the beach, towards the, sun, uh, towards the sea. There's these two antenna, these poles that, with a net. So you lower down the net on the sea level, on the bottom of the sea, and the trapoco, uh, which is uh, the, uh, the the owner of uh, this uh, the trapoco, the fisherman that uh, uses the trapoco, stays in there and wait for the school of fish to come through. And usually, they even put some bait inside the net, you know, to let the fish go inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they wait the the fish to come. And then when the school of fish comes, they rise this uh, they rise the net. And the fish stays inside. And this was a really profitable uh, way of uh, of fishing. Right now, you know, the I stress also the sea, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not really used as a fishing machine. But it's more used for uh, now. Right now, it's more a touristic uh, point. You know, it's used for enjoying the the the, the delicacies of uh, of uh, the Abruzzo. You know. People loves it now it's rising a lot
1: so you can come in now and see how it was done, but just enjoy dining maybe on a trobuco
2: exactly you can have a, you can die what's available uh, it's uh, it's really nice yeah
1: yeah yeah I I've, I've not uh, seen it, but I've read about it, so it's something I really want to do
2: you must mark please come uh, it's it's fundamental yes.
1: Well, Abruzzo is not a region I know well, and it's one I I, I need to visit more and uh, and find out more. So I look forward very much to coming to Abruzzo and to coming to the Masharelli Winery.
2: Beautiful. It will be our pleasure to have you.
1: Well, Attilio, it's been a great pleasure for me to to speak with you this morning. I think you've given our listeners a vivid picture of a wonderful region, the Masharelli Winery, and uh, the... And, Uh, a a small bit of information about a large range of wines that the Masharelli Winery produces, which are available around the world. So I urge our listeners to visit Abruzzo, and if they can't get here, to seek out some bottles from the Masharelli Winery to enjoy Abruzzo in their glass. Thank you very much for being with us today, and I look forward to coming to Abruzzo and meeting soon.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Marge. We're waiting for you. Thank you.
1: Grazie. Grazie. A presto.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, the second early bird discount on tickets will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.